You're listening to How Did I Get Here, a deep dive into our journey to find the dream job. I'm your host, Jason Fish, and today I'm joined by Lorraine McCamley, founder of Boldly Quiet Consulting. Boldly Quiet Consulting helps quiet professionals to celebrate and optimize their leadership talents. Without further ado, I'd like to welcome Lorraine to the podcast. Welcome, Lorraine. Thank you. Really glad to be here. Yeah, I'm very excited to have you on for an episode of the podcast. Um, So to get started, prior to starting your own consulting company, Boldly Quiet, uh, you worked at Nationwide for almost 17 years in various executive roles. What were some of those roles and what did your job look like on a daily basis? So I was in primarily um, business administrative type roles that I like to call connector roles. So um, a lot of times I had... uh, either my own responsibilities or my teams were to, to connect marketing and sales and, and operations and product development, you know, the, the different parts of, a, of the entire company so that initiatives would um, be completed, you know, uh, properly and, and uh, you know, efficiently if possible. So, so I was sort of like the hub of a lot of different functions around me. I think that's a pretty valuable uh, place to be in, especially a large company. It's pretty cool that you're able to, you know, work with and, you know, see a lot of the different functions within the business. Yeah. And I always, um, you know, when I talk to um, recent graduates um, about, you know, what's my best advice for, you know, when they get 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 their first real job, it's to understand what's going on around them. Um, Because if you don't, you really can't add as much benefit to them because you don't understand what they need, what they're looking for, how your handoff is important to them. Right. Yeah, no, that's a uh, really great advice. And what was your, what would you say is your favorite part about working at Nationwide? Well, you know, it's funny the the thing that I really enjoyed more at the end of my time there was um, what led me to start my own business. So I had, um, I had the opportunity to uh, work closely with the human resources team and our leadership team uh, for a reorganization. Um, a senior leader had left and we decided not to refill the position. So had an opportunity to, to, you know, again, look at the organization from a more systemic point of view, a broader point of view than just a functional point of view. And, um, and that's what led me to, you know, when I left there, like, I think I'd like to do this full time. How did you make that transition from, you know, leaving your job that you're at um, for majority of your career and then moving to start your own business? Um, so part of it was um, preparation and part of it was being pushed off the plank, if you will. So um, I uh, went back to school to get my master's in organizational dynamics. Um, again, so very different from the work that I'd been doing for most of my career, but something that, you know, I found, um, you know, I had the opportunity to dip my toe in thought, wow, I really like this. And there was a program at Penn, um, that, you know, was available for me to, um, you know, to pursue. And that took, I was sort of on the five-year plan with that because it's hard to work full-time and get your master's. 
And, but then the uh, Nationwide uh, decided that our location uh, was going to be moved uh, to Columbus, Ohio. So if you wanted to keep your job, you had to, to move, and I wasn't willing to do that. So that was really the first uh, step in me deciding to, that, okay, now it was time. And for the listeners who aren't familiar with your company, would you be able to, you know, tell us a little bit about that? Sure. Boldly Quiet? Yes. Yeah. So, um, so when I, uh, one of my focuses at, um, at Penn, when I was getting my master's was coaching. Uh, so executive coaching or whatever. And, uh, so that's primarily what I do with Boldly Quiet Consulting. I, work with quiet professionals who um, maybe sometimes feel stuck in a, the box of a negative stereotype of an introvert. And, uh, and I help them be authentic, but be effective in very complex business environments. So, and I do that through, um, I use the Gallup's um, Clifton Strengths assessment and, uh, and then have various packages and, and uh, to offer people uh, who want to be coached. Most of my listeners on this podcast are college students and young professionals. Without giving away any of your secrets, what's one thing, maybe an introverted leader who's, you know, who is a college student or a young professional, what's something that they could do to elevate themselves to the next level and, and show people who they truly are? So I would, I would say a couple things. One, um, find out what your strengths are and either through an assessment like Clifton strengths or really just spend a lot of time reflecting on what are your strengths and what, what value do you bring to the table? Uh, Cause it's really important to, um, you know, to enter the workforce with confidence and because people will see that um, if you, if you know, when you first walk in the door Who's showing up? Someone who's confident in who they are and likes who they are and knows how they can best contribute or, or somebody who, you know, is, is more, um, you know, willing to just sort of fade in the background. Um, and then, so the first one is really understand, you know, what your strengths are. And then, um, I would say the second one is to, be very intentional about how you show up. So I talk to my uh, clients about, okay, what's on your agenda today? What meetings are you going to, who are you going to um, interact with? And how do you want them, like their perception of you? What do you want it to be? And how can you, um, you know, do you want to make sure that at the meeting that you say something so that people know why you're in the room? Well, here, you know, so just being very intentional, thinking ahead about your day. Hmm. No, that's very helpful. And moving towards uh, a couple questions about, you know, yourself and owning your own business. What would you say is the most challenging part about owning your own business? Uh, getting business. <laughs> especially for an introvert sometimes. Uh, so, uh, when I started my own business, I didn't have a network at all because I really came from a different 
type of business and different type of role. And uh, so I had to build a whole new network and, you know, on LinkedIn, you know, in person, when we used to be able to meet in person. And, and then it's like, okay, how I underestimated how long it would take to get somebody that I just met through my sales pipeline. Right. Um, so that, that to me is the biggest challenge um, because you don't want to be, um, you know, it's something you've got to work on every day. And I do, I'm on LinkedIn every day. I'm making connections. I'm, you know, just trying to, to, um, you know, you can't let that well, well run dry. Right. Absolutely. And on the flip side of that, what would you say is your favorite part about being an entrepreneur or maybe what's the most rewarding part for you? Oh, I love being my own boss. I worked in uh, financial services and, and like industries like, you know, pharmaceutical companies and stuff, it's all, everything has to go through a compliance, legal and compliance screens. So you can't do anything <laughs> quickly right. and uh, quickly at, or, and you need like approvals from so many people to do everything. And, and basically I'm, uh, you know, I get to write a blog and post it. I don't have to, you know, send it to eight people and <laughs> get sign off. Um, so I love that. Yeah, that definitely seems like maybe one of the key differences, um, that a lot of different people on the podcast talk about is, you know, working at large companies, there's just a lot of, you know, different steps and stages that you have to go through. Um, while that might be a negative, you know, certainly there's rewarding parts to working at a large company, but, um, especially being your own boss is definitely something that a lot of entrepreneurs, um, really love. Yeah. And it, I mean, it takes a lot of self-discipline, uh, but it's, um, you know, I, I think that my quality of life went way up. That's great. With the recent coronavirus pandemic, how has that, you know, affected the way you work and your business? You know, it's funny. It really hasn't affected it much at all. Um, I mean, there, there were some in-person speaking events that I was signed up for that became virtual. Um, but almost everything's been able to just transfer over to virtual and, and, uh, and I haven't missed a beat. Um, now my, my target market are pharmaceutical companies, which obviously are doing really well. Um, you know, everybody's still employed, you know, they're, they're still chugging along. So, uh, so I really haven't, um, not a whole lot's changed. I work from home. I'm still working from home. Um, I'm just home a few extra more, you know, a few extra days than normal. Yeah, I think many of us find ourselves uh, at home, certainly a lot more. But um, that's really great to hear that, you know, unlike certainly other businesses, yours hasn't been uh, largely impacted by this no. recent pandemic. Um, so I've got two final questions for you. What would you say has been the biggest turning point in your life and how has that altered your path thus far? Wow. Biggest turning point in my life. I mean, there, there are some, obviously some big milestones, you know, like getting married, having a kid, you know, that type of thing. But I, I think the biggest one um, happened when I, um, so I, 
I, when I started my company, it took me about a year to get my act together. Uh, I made a lot of mistakes that first year and, um, you know, spent money in the wrong places. You know, I wasn't talking to the right people, all of that. And, and then when I really took the time to figure out who do I want my customers to be, um, what can I uniquely bring to them? And what's my brand? You know, how do I want to be known as and how, how, how can I communicate that um, to the people that I, you know, my target market? Um, I think that that was when I became totally quiet. And, and that changed how I felt about myself because I began to describe myself instead of so much just an introvert, I began to call myself quiet on the outside, but loud on the inside. Um, and it, and boldly quiet really resonated with people. Um, the, the people that I, with a lot of people, but, but especially the people that I really wanted to be working with. And, and that's just given me a lot of confidence that, okay, I've got something here. I'm moving in the right direction. And, and now I'm doing some pretty crazy things like, you know, I've got some projects in Africa and, you know, I mean, just, it's like the world opened for me when I, when I got the brand right and got, you know, gained some confidence in what I was doing. I think that's definitely a very, you know, powerful story and can resonate with a lot of people, whether it's, you know, college students in a classroom or someone, you know, in a in a business meeting who, you know, might feel that they're introverted and quiet um, on the outside, but, you know, they definitely have something to say I'm on mm -hmm. the inside. It's just getting to the point where they feel comfortable to say it. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, with the, the story about the, you know, just the um, shift in, in, how I felt about myself and, 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 and whatever, I, you know, I failed a few times along the way. And so a lot of, you know, the, the important thing about being an entrepreneur is to give yourself permission to fail, but, but not so much, you know, permission to give up. Right. Um, persistence is really important. And my final question for you is what, you wish you had done differently in your business journey? Um, I think I, let's see, that's a great question. I mean, there are a lot of little things. Um, I think I should have done more research. Um, about um, not so much starting a business, but, you know, how to, you know, I thought that if I just, you know, gave myself a name and opened up a bank account that I would have a business. <laughs> and it's a lot more than that. I, I think I, I would have, um, like, like now I, I'm always on webinars and and everything about, you know, using social media and, you know, constantly improving what I know. I use all sorts of tools. You know, I didn't know any of that going in. And I should have either 
you know, done more research on my own or partnered with somebody who's been in business and, and uses all these tools, it would have, it would have greatly reduced my uh, ramp up time. All right, that concludes this episode of How Did I Get Here? If you want to learn more about Lorraine and her business, Boldly Quiet Consulting, click the link in the description below. Tune in next week for a fascinating episode with Chris Garinger, the number one recruiter on LinkedIn. Until next time.